0: Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression in motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I am a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Defeat PPD. This is Arielle Wasiak, and I am recording my very first episode in over a year, which just sounds insane, but we had this intentional pausing of the podcast and then just never really set that date to come back, but here we are. We are back. It's July. Um, I am really usually I say I'm excited for today's episode, but today is an episode uh, that I really don't think I ever planned to record. It's a story of something that began 12 years ago, that happened 12 years ago, and um, that outside of my husband, I've only shared with one other person who walks the face of the earth or has walked in recent times that I've seen. Um, And so this is a story, like I said, it's not one that I really ever planned to share. It is a story that um, I would have been fine taking to my grave. And so before I actually get into this episode, I just want to say, based on the title, I regret having my baby. If you are feeling that way and you are having these thoughts of, you know, like life would have been better without having your baby. I just want to start this off by saying, um, just encouraging you right now in this season. I don't know your exact story. I don't know exactly what it is that you're walking through, but know that I have been there. I have been in the position of regretting having a child, as hard as that is to say, And I have come out on the other side so very thankful that I have the life that I have today. So if that's you, be encouraged that um, things can change. And if you need someone to talk to, I am here for you. You can look at the link either in the show notes, which goes directly to my website, and you can schedule a free consultation call Or you can go just directly to my website, it's arielwozniak.com, A-R-I-E-L-L-E-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K.com and schedule a free consultation. I would love to talk with you and walk with you through this journey. Second thing I want to say before we get started is a trigger warning. We are talking about a very um, tough topic and there will be mentions of abortion. So, if that is a trigger for you and something that you do not want to hear about, I would say turn off the podcast now. Maybe skip ahead to the next episode if you're watching, and there are already episodes published after this. Or if not, go back to some of the prior episodes. But um, yeah, we are we're talking about a tough topic today. And as I was preparing for relaunching the podcast, I was asking God, I was praying, um, what's the first episode that I should share? And this is the one that I feel like was highlighted. And again, it's one that I would not highlight and one that I would not have chosen to tell. Um, So let's, let's dive into my story of regretting having a baby. So I grew up in a single parent home. Um, I grew up with my mom and I recall so many times and she would say this jokingly, but she would tell my sister and I don't have no kids uh, because we were getting on her last nerve. And I truly like, it wasn't because of that saying, but I truly had no interest in having children. Um, I was always the person who was kind of awkward around babies, you know, like there are those, those women who just, they can latch onto a baby and they're so sweet and can just immediately connect with them. That was not me. And so even growing up with like baby cousins and bringing like friends around them. And my friends would be like able to quickly connect with them and like having little conversations. Um, I remember the first time that my husband met um, my baby cousins, and he was like, just talking to them and down on their level and so playful. And I'm like, it just didn't come naturally to me. And so I just had no plans, no interest in having children. I had a, a really great plan in my eyes for my life of um living this like corporate lifestyle, if you will, not really having any desire to get married or anything of that nature, but really kind of just going out on my own and living this free lifestyle that I thought was going to be amazing and I was going to have so much money and be able to do all of these things. Like that was the plan that I had for my life. And so um, obviously that's not what happened in my life, but I met my husband when I was in college in of all places, a bar. That is completely another story for another time, but we met in a bar and literally from that day, I'm pretty sure we saw each other every single day after that like we were inseparable. And so we spent every moment together. We hung out together all the time. Uh we would like wake up and call each other if we weren't with each other. And so it was just like this kind of not obsession, but like I don't know. I don't know what you call it. We were with each other all the time. Uh I was going to say in the beginning of our relationship, but now as well because we're married and we live together. Um and so My identity kind of became uh, wrapped up in this relationship because I was with him all the time. And so after I graduated from college, um, at that time, if you would have asked me, I would have said that I was a Christian and that I believed in Jesus, but I didn't go to church. I didn't like follow God. I didn't read a Bible. I don't even, I probably owned a Bible, but it wasn't in my possession. It likely would have been at home at my mom's house. So Um, I was just kind of off living a lifestyle that most people in the world would live. So you graduate from college and either you move in with a bunch of roommates or your significant other or whoever it is. And so when I graduated, instead of moving back home with my mom, I decided to move in with Jeremy, who's my husband. And it's weird calling him Jeremy. I call him Jer, but either way, I decided to move in with him in his apartment and he lived with roommates and that was a whole situation in itself um but yeah so we were there every day uh he had like i want to say maybe it was a full size bed or something twin size bed something we just spent a lot of time in his room and the bed was the only place that he really even had to kind of sit down and so that's where we would sit and eat dinner that's like where our life revolved around um and living together with someone sleeping in the same bed with them, your imagination, uh, I will allow you to use your imagination to go there. Um, and so he and I were not married at this point, but we were sexually active. And so, um, long story short, or rather just skipping ahead a little, um, we did end up Moving out and I'm not sure if we moved out before this incident happened or afterwards, but we moved out and still lived together outside of marriage and all those things. So like I said, I had this vision for my life of being this like successful corporate lady, and uh, I ended up getting pregnant. As I said, I had no plans ever to have children. I had no plans of getting married and yet I ended up pregnant. And so here I am, I've just recently graduated from college. um, So I was what, 21 and had a job that I liked enough and like, well, a job that I had lined up for me to start and everything. And I was so confused and unsure of what I should do in those moments. And I had a friend who I was friends with in high school and still connected with now. And she actually got pregnant at some point in high school towards like the end of high school and had an abortion. And so that was what came to my mind. And I was like, I mean, she seems so happy and like, she's really living life to the fullest. And that's what I want. I don't want to have a baby right now and ruin the plans that I have for my life, ruin my body or whatever. That was, that was how I was thinking at the time, 21 year old. Um, And so I just, I was like, we have to, we have to do something. And so I spoke with my boyfriend at the time. And he agreed, you know, like we had too much of our life ahead of us to, uh, to stop and to slow down and become parents at 21 and 23. It was just, we were too young. And so um, I ended up contacting, at this time we lived in Connecticut, but I contacted, I'm not even sure what office it was, but some kind of office that helps women who are pregnant and want to go through with an abortion and they will actually cover the cost for you. And so I went and spoke with someone there and she, I, I I know she was doing it because she felt like it was the best choice for us too, but she essentially told us like, you are too young to have children and you have so much to like live for, you know, like this doesn't seem like the right timing for you. I definitely think that you should go through with a termination of pregnancy. And so um, after getting that advice and us just kind of thinking about what we wanted in life, we felt like that was the best decision. Um, and I will say we were, I guess, full grown adults and can make our own decisions. And that's the choice that both of us made. And so um, the process that you went through at that time was that you would go to the place, it was a planned pregnancy. And so I went to this place and, you know, you walk inside and they give you the pregnancy test and all those things or whatever. And then they do an ultrasound just to verify that, that the there's a heartbeat and all those things or whatever. And so with the ultrasound, the tech was like, do you want to see the baby? Or she didn't call her baby. I forgot what she said, but do you want to see it? Basically. And I said yes. Because I don't know, something instinctually in me said, Yes, I should I should see my child. And so um she said, Are you sure? Usually when people like see the baby, um, or again, she didn't say baby, but I forgot what she was referring to the baby as. Um, she said, Usually when they see the baby, they potentially change their mind and we don't want you to like change your mind and now thinking back on that that's just wild and crazy that she was trying to convince me not to see my child because it might convince me to keep my child either way she said that and I was like yes I still want to see the baby and so she turned the monitor around and I could see that there was like a very small baby um somewhere (laughs) inside of me and there was a heartbeat. And so um that really hit me like that was the first time that I felt like it was kind of real because leading up to that point I didn't feel I don't know I didn't feel like there was like an actual life growing inside me. And even then I had this like moment of tension of should I go through with this process or you know should I just walk away and have the child and potentially raise the child as a single parent, but all those things and all that experience of what I experienced as a child growing up in a single parent household really just came flooding back to me. And I decided that I couldn't, I could not go through with this pregnancy. And so after that, they have you speak to, um, some sort of like counselor or something just to make sure that no one is forcing you to go through with this and they kind of explain some things or what have you. But I feel like at that point had already kind of zoned out and I was just detaching from the situation to, I don't know, just feel okay with it. And then they schedule you for your appointment. And so it's not all the same day, or at least it wasn't then, uh, but you have to come back another time. And so Um, We leave and I continue to have this conversation with Jeremy and just like, do you really think we're doing the right thing? And just this wrestling back and forth, but ultimately coming to the decision that we felt like there wasn't uh, a way for this to to work out in our best interest. And so we went back. We went back and went through um, with this abortion. And so it's a really hard thing to say. Um, And like I said, something that I have not shared with really anyone outside of two people um, because it it hurts, you know, and it's something that um, I deeply regret going through with this abortion and often think of this child and, you know, who they would have been and what their life would have been like and all the possibilities. And I have to like reel myself back in because that choice has been made and I have to live with that decision now that that choice has been made. Um, And so, yeah, I, I feel like it was just a really rough, a rough moment in our lives. And once we went through with that, um, my heart was just like, so open to having a child. It is absolutely the weirdest thing that I can explain. Um, But after that, I wanted a child. So we go through this process of getting an abortion, and then regretting That decision completely, and now wanting a child. And in my mind, it's almost like a redemption. And I feel so, so bad. That's the thing that I feel like is not talked about often enough for people who are deciding whether or not they want to go through with an abortion, is like the after effects of that. And I'm sure even my friend who had an abortion now, um, I feel like that would be 15, 16, I can't count how many years ago, um, still has regrets of that. And so um I tried to redeem my story. I felt like, you know, like I'm so sorry, I'm so remorseful for walking through with this and making this decision that now I have to do something to make it right. And that's something to make it right is having another child. And so almost immediately I decided like, I want to have another child. And so it wasn't like this um, decision of it's going to happen right now, right this moment, but it was an immediate decision that I do actually want children. That is a life that I want. And so again, in me trying to fix things, I am a a fixer. Um, we ended up getting pregnant or I got pregnant with now my child who everyone knows as my first child, who's actually my second child. Um, we got pregnant with Abram or I got pregnant with Abram. And honestly, it was such an angst provoking time because I knew what it was like to lose a child And I did not want to lose another one. And so every little thing I became worried about, and that was like the start of anxiety in my life. Because prior to that, I had had anxious moments and certain things that I was just like afraid of that maybe weren't warranted. Um, But I had read so many things about women who had had an, an abortion before, and then they struggled to have a child and all these other things. And so I was just really afraid that that would be the story and that I would never have this opportunity to redeem what had been lost. Um, And so, yeah, we had Abram again, weren't yet married. Um, We weren't prepared for a child, not any more prepared than we were for the first child. And yet we made this decision that like, we were going to have a child, and I, we were going to walk through this process of like making it right, if you will. And so that's what we did. And in um, me trying to make things right, I feel like in a way I created this mess. And so when we uh, decided that we were going to have Abram, um, I was open to telling everyone, I told my I was going to say my parents. I told my mom, um, my husband told his parents, he wasn't my husband at the time. Uh, we were engaged prior to getting pregnant with Abram. And so at this point we're engaged. And that's another thing that I said I never wanted in my life. was to get married. And then when we tell my husband's parents, um, it's not that they were like, against us having children, but they felt like we were really young and too young to be having children and all those things as well. And so with that, um, we just really wanted to have support. And my mom had recently moved to the Georgia area and we were in Connecticut. So we decided we would also move to Georgia. So there's all these things happening at once. There's me dealing with the death of my child Me getting pregnant with another child, uh, us deciding to move to Georgia. And then because we had all of our family in Connecticut and we were engaged, we decided let's get married before we move to Georgia so that we can have all of our friends and family be present. Oh, and let's have a baby shower as well. So there's all these things going on and there's still this like unresolved, like regret of this is not the life that you wanted this is not the life that you had planned for yourself and so it was a real struggle in all of that and I've shared in previous episodes um, you know like what it was like to actually once I had my son and that's where I feel like it really set in that I was just like what did you get yourself into So me trying to fix the mess that I had made made another mess in that we were having a child um, outside of marriage and that we were now feeling like we had to move to Georgia, which I am so glad that we did move here to have the support from my family. Um, But out of all of the decisions that I made, and I say I because I'm really like the one who drives a lot of, uh, or did in the past drive a lot of those decisions. Um, but I ended up making a mess of it. I ended up making an absolute mess. And so I get to this point of complete depression, wanting to, um, sign over the rights of Abram to my husband. He, we're now married at this point, get a divorce from my husband move back to Connecticut and start my life all over again. I just wanted like to hit reset, forget about everything that had happened in the past, and just start all over again because I had messed it up so much. I, in my eyes, I messed it up to the point that there was no salvaging what was there. So I had researched attorneys. Um, I had conversations with My husband. um, I had conversations with my mom about me moving back to Connecticut. And either, like, I wanted my ideal vision was for her and Jared to share, like, 50 50 custody and for me to just go off and live the life that I had planned to live. And uh, thankfully, that was not the decision that I made Um, through prayer, through community through wisdom from my mom and just so, so much, uh, so much of God, I can see him now looking back on this story. The decision was made to stay in my marriage to mother my child who was here with me on earth and to make the most of the life that I had at that moment. And that's what I did. And so if you would look at me today and you would look at the life that I now have, you would likely never guess that that was my story. You would likely never guess that I lost a child due to abortion, due to my own choosing. You would likely never guess that uh, my husband and I had a child before we got married. I don't tell people that. I, uh, yeah, this is the first time I'm sharing this information. I mean, I guess you could do the math and then probably figure it out, but I don't think many people have, no one's ever asked me that question or yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess the, the biggest thing that I take away from this story and that I hope that you would take away from this story is I felt like my life was in complete shambles at multiple times throughout this short story that I've shared with you. I felt like there was no redeeming qualities to the life that I had. And yet, here I am living this beautiful life that I'm so thankful for. If you don't follow my story, I am a mom of three now. My husband and I have been married for 11 years. We were able to purchase our first home together, which was a a really huge accomplishment. We um, have been able to mentor others now. I'm able to coach women through postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and now branching out into just anxiety and depression in all phases of motherhood. My story has been redeemed, and it's not because of me. It is absolutely not because of me. All the choices that I have made on my own have created the mess. I am a mess creator, apparently. (laughs) And the redemption comes through Christ. My story is that once I got here to Georgia... Once I had my son, once I went through this postpartum depression, um, I ended up seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist. This is the very short version. The psychiatrist, uh, after a year of working with me, just was like, hey, we've tried a lot of combinations of different medication and different things, and I'm just not seeing any improvement whatsoever. Do you mind if I pray for you? And that's what she did. She prayed for me. She invited me to her church. Um, I went to her church. I still go to her church. Now this is 10 years. Um, And here we are on the other side of this. And so if you're going through this really dark time, if you're in a place right now where you feel like, I regret going through with having my baby. I am telling you, I can tell you from experience, it's a hundred times better to have your baby on this side of heaven than it is to have to wait until the next life to finally get to hold them. So I say that with as much love as possible. I don't want to make it seem like the struggles that you're facing are smaller than they are. Um, or to take away from any of this pain that you're feeling. I recognize that many of the listeners um, that I have are going through post-prone depression right now. And so you're not seeing the end yet. You're not seeing that this can work together for good. You're just seeing the moment that you're in. And I recognize that. That moment is tough. It hurts. It sucks. There's no no pretty, beautiful flowers in this moment but they will come. And that is the message. They will come. It's still going to come because everything that you go through, every experience that you have in this life can absolutely work together for good. So that's the message for today. Um, I know this is a really heavy topic and it's one that, um, yeah, I have not shared publicly like out of my mouth. I've journaled it more times than I can count. I've prayed about it more times than I can count. Um, I've pretended that I'm telling someone this story more times than I can count, but this is my first time actually sharing this story. So, I hope that it touches even just one person. And maybe more. Who knows? But I just felt like it was the story that I was meant to kick back off the podcast with. And so I'm just being obedient and sharing that story and letting it reach whoever it needs to reach. So I'm going to go ahead and end this episode here. Um, Know that I love you. I'm praying for you. If you need support, please reach out. I am here. And yeah, I will see you on the next episode. Bye.